0: You found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls, quote-unquote, reshaping the roster, according to Sean Davini over at TheHeavy.com. We're also going to talk about why tanking does not work, and we're going to get into grading Billy Donovan seizing. All that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, Uh, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Uh, Pat, man, uh, so another day, another Bulls rumor uh, over the weekend, Sean Sean Davini I wrote about it over the heavy that the Bulls are more open to reshaping their roster than what they previously were before and that they will be reshaping it around Zach Levine. Now, when you hear this, as far as like reshape, where, do, where does your mind go to when you hear the word reshaping the roster? Because that can mean a lot.
1: I think it probably means you move on from at least one of the big three, right? Like I mm-hmm. I, I would think so because in, in this situation to me, right, like we've talked about a lot, um, DeMar DeRozan nets you players, right, probably that you actually – that actually fit more around Zach Levine uh they they, he at least nets you maybe some late draft capital maybe you can convince a team to give you a late first round pick for DeMar DeRozan right like I mean you would have to think right going into this offseason if you're one of the four teams that are here now outside of Boston probably every one of them could use them I bad Denver maybe not but I think Miami wouldn't mind having a Demar Rosen on their team, uh, and um, who else am I? Who am I missing? In the way, the Lakers that right, the Lakers wanted Demar from the beginning, and he fits more of what they actually want to do. Being able to go out there and just be a scorer, so. I wouldn't be surprised if, if you saw the Bulls try to move move DeMar uh, in the offseason. And I think that that's probably what that means. I don't know what Vooch means at this point. Because, right, like at the beginning of last season, we were talking about this deal was going to be done in training camp. We're now at the going in, getting ready to get ready for another season almost. And yeah. uh, we've still heard nothing about this deal. We haven't even heard
0: that the sides are talking. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it. When it comes to the Vooch thing, I, I I wonder if they're waiting to make a decision. Like I I I fully do think that they're waiting to see where this draft pick falls because mm. that does change a lot of things. If you get a top four pick, God forbid the first overall pick, that's a very different I think trajectory than than what you go into the rest of the off offseason preparing for. And so I think once we have and, and know which we will tomorrow Tuesday, we'll know that uh where, where that draft pick is going to sit and whether we have it or not. I think that's where we're going to start seeing a more clear path on where the where the Bulls are going to go. Um Voots, I think it's still up in air depending on, on those things. Um Damar, I mean, if you when you hear the Bulls are looking to reshape their roster and they're trying to reshape it around Zach, that really only leaves a couple of, of, of things at that point. Like that, that does put a target at that point on Damar DeRozan just sensibly. Yeah. Right. It also could mean letting Vooch walk, could mean trading Alice Caruso. But like when you talk about to me, when you talk about reshaping a roster, you have to go to our big or aka Schmedium three, because that refuse to call them the big three until they won the playoff series. Uh it has to go to one of those guys. And so, you know, that that puts a target on DeMar, Vooch. Vooch, they don't really control his future if he does go elsewhere. Um so, you know, maybe that's that's where they end up going now. When you when you hear reshape, right? It's it's different than, than a rebuild. It's different than a take, which yep. we we'll talk about taking in the in the next one. Um but we we talk about reshaping around Zach Levine. Do you think what does that mean offensively? Does that mean defensively? Does that mean, like, what, what do you think that that goal would be? Say we don't have our draft pick. You reshape the roster around Zach Levine. Who's who's the biggest, you think, targets at that point that are going to be gone off this team other than DeMar? Well,
1: I, I think, you right, like, there's some guys that you might just not bring back, right? Like, I, as much as I want to see I if Iota Sumo can bounce back, Iota Sumo mm-hmm. didn't have a better season than Kobe White. You got to make that decision there. And uh, with making that decision, you're probably not signing both of them. Um, I mean, maybe they are, but I doubt at this point that you're signing both of them. And listen, at the end of the day, Io's a second round pick. You can move on from him. It's not like we can't find another Io Desumu uh in the draft ever again, right? Like if he even goes on to become this this top, right, like 15 and 6 guy, right? Like, okay, we could find another guy like that in the draft. So I think they'd probably end up moving on from Io uh, just based on the the bounce, the 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 step back here, I think that you're talking about Drummond possibly not being back with this team, which is a crazy thing to say with our center position. But I would think if he wanted to be here, he'd have opted in already. We'd have heard about that. You know what I mean? Like what? Like D J J immediately? Boom! I'm back. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking that there was there's probably a little bit of like, hey, let me see what else is out there who wants me, and if don't nobody want me, I right, I come back for the money that I got on the table here. But if I got more money on the table, I'm gonna get up out of here. Um, so I think that there's the, you might see them end up losing uh Drummond, and then I'm gonna be I'm, like like we talked about with with Vooch. I think he's one uh that that is has a huge question mark on his back right now, and um I I mean. <sighs> Everybody else to me is a trade. Like, I don't think that they... As much as Caruso's name's been brought up, I don't think you move on from him. Just because of because of how good of a defender he actually is. And if you're trying to go more offensive, which I think they are, you're going to
0: need somebody like that on your team. I mean, yeah. I mean, Caruso is an interesting thing because they reportedly set the price for Caruso at two first-round picks. <laughs> and that was because they don't want to trade Caruso. But if you're going to try to pry them from them then of course yeah you set you set the price high on a player that you don't necessarily want to get rid of and if somebody meets that price you say hey listen cool like we didn't want to leave them but that's the price that we can't that we can't turn down um I don't I don't let me not say that I don't necessarily think they can get two first round picks because you just never know what some of these teams some there may be (laughs) a team that literally just sees Caruso as their missing piece and if that that's what it's gonna be one of these four yeah. it's going to be one of these four that, that are going to be calling about Caruso.
1: Probably not Miami. Miami got enough defenders, I think. But Yeah, they need the well, – I mean, I, I
0: – But it's be, also got to be. be
1: somebody stupid, so watch out for the Knicks. <laughs> That's so accurate. That's <laughs> the crazy thing. <laughs> it's got to be somebody stupid, so watch out for the Knicks, dog. It's so accurate. You are so weird.
0: Hey, hey, accurate. hey, Knicks fans, don't you wish you were still in the
1: playoffs?
0: Bro, I love seeing the Knicks <laughs> fail. Um, <laughs> so tough. Shout out to Jalen Brunson, though. Jalen Brunson played his heart.
1: Jalen Brunson and played his bad. butt off. Hey, Julius
0: Randle's cheeks. And I know all the Bulls fans are like, I want him here. No, I don't. Major cheekage over there. Uh, do you think this is the right decision? Reshaping the roster around Zach Levine as of right now, do you think is the right I do because
1: decision? at this point, I don't. we'll, we'll talk about this, right? What, what bottoming out really does, but you've paid Zach. Zach's going to be here. Um, players want to play with Zach. We've already heard this from multiple players around the league. There's a ton of players that believe that Zach is a better player than we describe him as, that, mm-hmm. that are in the NBA, that often want to play with Zach Levine. And so to me, right, like I think that you do have a really nice piece in Zach Levine here in the city of Chicago. You want to try, you don't want to Jimmy Butler this thing, right? Like all the conversations around Jimmy Butler were always very similar to the conversations around Zach Levine. He's a good player, but you'll never win a championship with him. He's a good player, but he'll never carry you in the playoffs. He's a good player, but he can't get to that next level. Guess what? That's what people said about Devin Booker when he was putting up 50, 60, 70 points before Chris Paul got there and they were winning 17 games a year. Same conversation people said about Jimmy Butler. Sometimes putting players in the best situation matters. And me and you have talked about this a ton. Zach Levine hasn't always been in the best situation on the court. He's played a ton of point guard for this team, unfortunately, or the point guard role for this team. And that's not the situation that we paid him to be in. So I do think building around Zach is your best option right now. Doesn't mean that's going to be the best long-term option. Doesn't mean five years from now, Zach Levine's a Chicago Bull. But heading into next season, there isn't a better player you can go after on the
0: market than Zach Levine right now. And I, and I think that the key thing is, is reshaping because reshaping means like taking what you currently have and molding something different out of it. And the best thing that we have right now to reshape over is Zach Levine. I hate to burst people's bubbles, but like you don't reshape your roster, retool, rebuild around a 34 year old player with one year left on his contract. Yeah, You you don't. Now, if DeMar DeRozan was still a superstar level player at 34 years old, that's a different conversation, but that's not where we sit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it makes the most sense at least to me. He's your most versatile offensive player as well, um, and I think the way that you could build out that roster it it leads more flexibility uh, I and mean, more modern as well. And one of the buzzwords this offseason season for the Chicago Bulls is shot profile. Yeah, and if you want to, it's a lot easier to rebuild that around Zach Levine, who is a three level scorer than almost anybody else on the roster. So,
1: oh no, yeah, hundred percent. So I, I'm I'm big on it. I think that this is going to be the Bulls here's the thing and i told y'all this multiple times this is how AK is going to build this team he's going to keep building competitive teams
0: until we find a superstar oh yeah yeah and or and, until talking- Zach Levine becomes a superstar We'll, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit here in the, in the next segment, and uh, which I'm sure is going to be triggering for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But before we get into that, got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that's PrizePix, which is daily fantasy made easy. But how does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they'll go on to score more or less than the PrizePix projections, you can win up to twenty five times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prospects offers projections on any any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you 100 If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Uh, don't forget to enter promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. <sighs> All right, everydayers, before we get into it, we do want to let you know and remind you guys that locked on bulls is free and available on every podcasting platform as well as youtube every day that is five days a week but pat let's go ahead and get into the topic for today uh the second one is that why tanking does not work now you we've been hearing for the better part of about 18 months tank rebuild blow it all up do this do that do that let's go ahead and debunk some stuff i know like i said this is going to be triggering for some people the comments Make it a little testy in there. Remember, we do clap back in the comments. Uh, do go clap. Ahead, we Pat. do clap. Um, yeah. No, listen. <laughs> um,
1: tanking will net you a top player at some point. If you mm. tank long enough, you eventually will end up with a top player, right? But here's what we've seen from tanking. Let's just go since the process, right? And I, I, somebody pointed out, they said, the process, the term that was coined, happened with Sam Hinky, which is 14 to 16 when he was there. Um, the process, once again, is not out of the second round. It is not out of the second round. Yes, you have the NBA MVP at home. Yes, you have one of the best players in the NBA at home who did not show up in the biggest moment. When you tank for these players, one of two things is going to happen. It's going to take, by the way, uh, Joel Embiid was drafted when? 16, I believe, 2016? Mm Mm-hmm. It's 2023. The process still hasn't happened yet. Didn't play his first two years, I believe. I'll give him 18. He starts playing from 18 to 23. The process still hasn't gotten out of the second round. Uh, let's just look at tanking in general. Uh, we, we've seen teams tank for years on years on years. Heck, the Oklahoma City Thunder seem like they're finally starting to move in the right direction. They were in eighth seed this year. What are you tanking for? Yeah. Here's my biggest issue with tanking. You're trying to play Russian roulette on the chance of getting a top player in the NBA, but the problem is usually you don't have the talent that to put around that top player for him to still be around by the time that his contract is up where he wants to go to another team for him to be happy on your team long enough in the modern NBA for him to stick around on your team, or you have a team that You have to keep tanking so that you can keep adding that talent. And you're talking about 10, 11 years down the road, that team finally gets itself going. When realistically, I've watched teams that have been competitive the entire time and then add a couple of superstars here and there, put themselves back on the map. The Miami Heat have done that. The Denver Nuggets have done that. (laughs) You have to be competitive to get good players in the NBA. And if we're just talking about the draft in general, there's a lot of talent that happens a lot later in these drafts. It's not just the number one overall pick. By the way, Bulls fans, we selected fourth. There are three players from that draft that I would like to have. By the way, Bulls fans, we selected seventh when we took Wendell Carter Jr. There are three players from that draft that I would like to have on the Chicago Bulls right now.
0: Yeah, and I think people forget too, like the process, right? Like Sam Hinkie, ten years ago is when he took over. And people I've seen people say, like, well, Hinkie did his job. He got the, the Philadelphia 76ers a, a MVP in Joe Allen B. Yeah, but you wasted what two other first overall picks that turned into nothing yep. in that time. Um, you also played some of the worst, most unwatchable basketball for a franchise
1: ever. Yeah. And they still do they still hold the record for a worst season of all time?
0: I, I I don't know. I think Off the top of my head, I think I they still the hold the that.
1: record for worst season of all time in the NBA. Yeah. Even think yeah. about the Bulls, right? The Bulls when they got Derrick Rose, that will that would be the year that we say right is our biggest pick. Two seasons before that, we were a forty nine win team. The yeah. next season, we were a thirty three win team, still trying to compete, and we came away with Derrick Rose. No matter how you want to skin that cat. Take that however you want. (laughs) It's going to take a lot of luck for you to end up with the number one overall pick. But you want to have as many ping pong balls as possible. What are you going to do when he gets there? LeBron is not walking through that door. When is the last time that the number one overall pick has just instantly made a difference? Tim Duncan is the only one. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm glad Hayes understood what I was talking about when I said that. When I mean instantly made a difference, I'm talking about you see this team go from like the worst team in the NBA to a Western Conference
0: Finals and or Eastern Conference Finals. And let's keep in mind, that only was that successful because they had a a Hall of Famer and David Robinson who was hurt that year. That wasn't even a tank. Yeah, that was not—I don't consider that a tank. I understand that some people do because they're like, well, once David Robinson went down, they were sitting people for tendinitis. It's like, all right, cool, if that's what you want to label as a tank. Yeah. But had David Robinson not said da- not gotten hurt, which was out of their control, to me, tanking means to me that you have determined before the season start, we're doing everything we can to lose. Yeah. And so uh, the, I think—me uh, and you talked a little bit about this on the phone. The, other, uh, the only other tank that, to me, could be considered remotely successful— is LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. But even then, he had to leave, go win titles, learn how to win championships, and come back after they then spent those years that LeBron left getting Kyrie Irving, getting Andrew Wiggins, who they end up trading to bring in Kevin Love and help contribute to that team. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I I just, tanking generally doesn't work. And I, the only thing that tanking does is just, it, it 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 removes the expectations because you clearly know your team's not trying to win. That's the only thing it does. It it removes your own expectations. It doesn't really give you a higher chance at all. And I think it destroys
1: you free agent-wise, right? Oh, for sure. Let's be 100% honest. Yeah. Who's the biggest free agent that's gone to Philly?
0: (sighs) Jimmy was a trade, wasn't he? Jimmy was a trade. They traded Minnesota for him. Who's the biggest Um,
1: free agent that wanted to go to Philly?
0: Al Horford. I, I, really somebody correct me if I'm wrong Al Horford who wants to go to OKC
1: who wants to go to Charlotte who wants to go to Orlando Paolo Bancaro's in Orlando Paolo Bancaro is a certified bucket who wants to go to Orlando mm. for years who wanted to come to Chicago it's Chicago I wish I had that sound on my board it's Chicago You know, here. you know what I mean uh, yeah, he's trying to get his cancer. <laughs> out of here. Sometimes um, it happens, but even think about right when LA was down, when the Lakers were
0: down, mm-hmm. who wanted to go play for the Lakers? People still just are starting to want to go play for the Lakers. Like, um, but yeah, it's it's tanking generally doesn't work. And like I said, I understand. I understand the people would say go full rebuild, blow it up. I, I honestly I don't agree, but I understand why you do. Why people feel that way? I just feel like. They're, they don't realize that all you're really doing is just saying you want to remove your expectations. If we're saying, because to me, this is what confuses me. Oh, we suck. We're not going to win anything. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. Okay, well, if that's really how you feel, that means we're going to end up in the lottery anyway.
1: And What and do we need to thank for? Here's, here's what I've heard from a lot of my colleagues at ESPN, right? The middle in sports is the worst place to it's be. It's purgatory. I don't Absolutely. believe that anymore. Because here's the thing. The middle in sports is the worst place to be if I'm in New Orleans. The middle in sports is the worst place to be if I'm in OKC. Now, maybe with Jerry Reinsdorf as the owner of the Chicago Bulls, the middle in sports makes a difference. Yeah. But if they start to run this like a big boy organization, which I don't expect them to do. Hear me out on this. I'm with you guys on the Reinsdorf side. (laughs) I'm a White Sox fan as well. It hurts. Um... But if they ran this organization like a big boy organization, guess what? If I am a 45-win team, people want to come play for me. Mm. If I'm a 47-win team, people want to – and guess what? That's fifth. That's fifth in the Eastern Conference. If you're middle of the pack, you can still get people to want to come play for you. You know when people don't want to play for you? When you're 10th. (laughs) When you're 12th. When you when when you're when you're 16, I don't even know if that's possible in the NBA. You can't go that far, can you? How many teams? 30. When you're 15th, <laughs> it's it, it, that's it's, when you it's, can't it's, add to the
0: nice player that you just play that you just yeah. paid to go get. So I mean, and here's the thing: regardless of all of this, AK has already told you rebuilding is not on the on the Bulls' minds. It's not happening. If you go back and review ak's history of running the denver nuggets it's not there it's just not there so they they're, they're we're not going to go full rebuild we're not going to all of a sudden tank we're going to try now that's not to say that we can't be a bad team and, and we like I, i've said this before next year i think is the year that you do try to use your younger players more because you have your own pick in 2024 so regardless of where that development sends you yeah you hold you, we're not having the conversation on hey are we going to hold on to our pick no we have that conversation then all right where is our pick going to end up that could well, we'll be what see, the man. reshape is too right like that, yeah, might, that, be, could very well that be might
1: be that might be what the reshape is which is wild to say cuz that's basically just run it back but realistically the reshape could be guess what p will you're the starting 3 Right, we uh um,
0: nah, Who's our four now? Terry, we no. still got we still no, got Terry Taylor. Be, no, see that that that's literally if they say, hey, Marco is are starting four or five next year. That's now we, we know we're, like, tanking. Oh, we're tanking. <laughs> it's, it's about to be a long season, ladies and gentlemen. Marco Can come, come out cooking,
1: that? bro. Marco comes bro, out cooking, bro. And we gotta pay him in his last year. We ain't used
0: him one time, but we gotta pay him his last year. I swear to God, if Marco comes out next year and averages like fifteen and eight, I'm just gonna be like. Hey, I ain't going to lie to you. I just can't believe that
1: Marco's good at basketball at an NBA level just because, bro, like, it's impossible to get dunked on that much, bro. Man gets eight minutes a season.
0: Well, And averages a dunk a minute. Granted, he didn't get dunked on any last season. It was all his rookie season he got dunked on. I oh, no, I think he got some dunks on last season, I bro. I it up. He got dunked on none. I he check, got dunked I on none position. last season. You know, but you know why? You know why? He got out the way. He got out the Mar- picture. Mar- no, Marco Simonovich only played eight defensive rotations for us last season, so I was able to watch all eight of them <laughs> in like two minutes. He didn't get dunked on any. <laughs> I thought Marco got yammed. Though he must have got out of the way, man. Hey, no, he got. You're thinking preseason. He got yammed on. Oh, in, in preseason, preseason. Badly, he, got he got yammed. yammed was it badly Lowry? Wasn't it Lowry? I think so. Didn't Larry get him? preseason game. I, think, I think so. No, it That's couldn't crazy. have been Larry.
1: Why would Larry be? Oh, in preseason, you said. Yeah. Preseason, I, just, yeah. I feel like it might have been Larry. I don't know, man. Uh, no, nah, man. I just, I, I feel like, right, like, to me, I would rather be in a position where if we ever start to operate very much like the Chicago Bears are operating now, maybe that'll happen, maybe it won't. But if we ever start to have that, oh, Vegas is about to win this game. If we ever start to have that moment where we actually decide to operate like a big boy organization, guess what? Zach Levine's a guy that could put up 25 a
0: game.
1: I can sell 25 a game and a team player, right? Sometimes to his detriment, I can sell that to a free agent that wants to come in. If I'm willing to go into the luxury tax for that free agent. I can't oh, do that if I don't have Zach Levine and I'm running this thing with, you know, Kobe White, P. Will, Marco Simonovich, Dalen Terry and Terry Taylor.
0: We don't even know if Terry is gonna be just another. Is he Lewis. still
1: on the team? Is he still on the team? I mean,
0: technically he's a free agent now. Oh so. man, he said he's not coming back. <laughs> no, I mean, who knows? You know, you never know with the Chicago Bulls. But let's go ahead and get into the last time before we get up out of here today, Pat. Billy Donovan, we got a great Billy Donovan uh, season, man. Uh hey, listen, uh, you've been a very vocal Billy Donovan supporter this season, man. It's
1: crazy to say, too. Uh, cause I literally was here's my thing, though. Um I'm not as hard on Billy as some people are, and as you are, you are you call him no bag, Billy. No, no bag. Billy. Um, yep. I think that Billy Donovan just is what most of the NBA is. So I have to grade him based on what I see around the league. And mm-hmm. a lot of those coaches have been fired recently. <laughs>
0: Uh, a Doc, lot of those coaches. Doc Rivers, also, is, Doc Rivers is next. Oh, Doc Rivers is absolutely next. Well, they you they even got to worry about it. I'm surprised it hasn't been announced by now already, bro. Like, I'm Doc honestly, that's, how, that's how certain I am, bro. If Doc like,
1: keep his job and
0: and Monty Williams got fired, bro, that's crazy. Well, here's the only thing that I could give that maybe they keep Doc is that if if they know that they're just moving on from James Harden, they may keep Doc. Well, they may not keep Doc. Regardless, maybe. they may also already have it in their mind and not holding on. to James Harden still move. I'm just saying that if there's any one reason, I can see them saying, "We're gonna let James Harden go. We're gonna we're gonna uh, put Ty- Tyrese Maxi in a, in, a, in a better spot as well. We want Doc to really get a year of looking at like how is he gonna utilize Maxi with no Harden." and i could see them giving them another year
1: but you mean use the lineup gonna... that they basically had when they was winning all them games before they gutted it and gave up all yeah. them picks that's crazy yeah, exactly that would be is, hilarious you
0: know,
1: right? hard, hey hey sidebar you taking bring Harden? Ben Simmons back you taking huh? hard? you taking harden?
0: am i taking On this team no uh, team friendly deal a little, hardens I, a good you know, point guard i give him that he's a good he is, he's a good facilitator but Harden is not taking a team friendly deal, bro. He the the, the at least ask somebody who has it. The 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 beard products take some money, bro. He's not
1: taking, he's not. <laughs> Harden ain't using regular beard products, bro. He uses strip club. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Uh. Oh, that JDH special for those that know they
0: know. Um. <laughs>
1: Got hold. on. where is that? Oh nope, didn't work. <laughs> But all right, what's your grade for Billy, brother? Um, I'm probably going to give Billy a C plus. I want to give him a B-, but I mean, we were terrible. Uh, and the only reason is because I think Billy is just what the coaches in the NBA are, right? Like, they come in. What I see from Billy is a guy that sticks to his system too long. That's what mm. I've always saw from Billy. He's a guy that comes into a game. And here's the thing. When you stick to your system too long, you know when that doesn't affect you? When you have Kevin Durant. <laughs> when you have Russell Westbrook.
0: That's another When you fact. have Paul George. That's another fact.
1: Hey, Hayes, you know what we don't have here? <laughs> we don't have Kevin Durant. <laughs> we don't have Russell Westbrook. We tried to get him. We really tried to get him. We don't have Russell Westbrook. We dang sure don't have Paul George. I wish we did, bro. God, I would love to have Paul George on this team. I think he's so underrated. He do be hurt, though. Uh, but no, I mean, like, realistically, I think that Billy is Nick Nurse. I think that Billy is... I mean, you kind of can say he is Monty Williams. Because what we saw from the Suns this season is that, right? Like, the players have to come out and play his system well. And when DeAndre Aiden couldn't play, nothing happened. Like, there was no adjustment. That Now, there wasn't a lot of players to adjust with. But there was no adjustment reali- realistically. Um, so I think he's just a, like I've always said, he's a good coach for what the NBA is. He's never going to be one of the top five, probably.
0: I mean, I can't argue that. Uh, but my grade is going to be a little bit more harsh. I'm giving uh, Billy Donovan a D plus. That's what I'm giving Billy Donovan, and that's just because of the lack of. He still utilizing- passed. Though. huh? He still passed though. Is that a pass? <laughs> D- you pass on a D plus? Yeah. Hey, listen. I-, I graduated. Hey, listen. You can <laughs> get through anything if magic made it. Hey, listen, bro. Let me bring home a D. My I got tased for coming in the house. Late. Oh no, no! Oh, I, was, I got whooped the whole time. Oh, oh, okay, all right. I was just, about to
1: say. just was just had like a Kunta Kinte high school moment where I was like, I just take it.
0: <laughs> That's funny, but uh, yeah, D D D plus for Billy Donovan, man, and mainly because of just his lack of using players in 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 situations that that matter to their game, like and just. The, the, the times of not going to Vooch when he was cooking in the first half and he yeah. touches the ball three times in the yep. second, um, things like that. Uh, running less than 5% of Zach Levine's possessions for catch and shoots, and he's one of the best catch and shoots players per percentage in the NBA. It's just those type of things. That would have literally, had we lost, but we were still utilizing our players to what they do well, that would have been an easy C- minus for me. But the fact that we weren't C, C- minus. plus <laughs>
1: Mind. Uh, I, I think, I, here's the thing too, right? Like, I think you also have to take into account how difficult it is to force people into roles they don't play and then still try to run a system. Um, especially being the kind of coach that we've described Billy as. Mm. Not, to me, and I can't wait till we do our AK grades, coming into the season as a team and trusting that Lonzo Ball was just going to come back. Is the most insane thing I may have seen a team do in my life. Like we literally came into this season and we was just like, when Lonzo gets back, we're gonna be like, how do you get that's a fan moment, bro? We yeah. heard that from the fans out here. When Lonzo gets back, we're gonna be cooking. When Lonzo gets back, we're gonna make a play. When Lonzo Lonzo was on the calendar. That's how much they believed Lonzo was coming back. That's crazy. Lonzo was on the schedule release calendar. That's how much they believed he was coming back. There's no way I'm coming into the season. And so I think that right, like Billy Donovan probably has this in his mind of like, okay, we're gonna get Lonzo back. Maybe he's moving in the right direction as he's watching him through the seat through the offseason. He's probably like, hey man, he ain't running. <laughs> like like <laughs> he he's not running yet. Like
0: that's that's a really important part of this game. So hey, I it's, it's it's and at one point he wasn't even walking upstairs.
1: And I also think you also have to take into account, right, Io DeSumo's massive regression. Because he probably came in with the mindset of, okay, but we still got Io, Yeah. Trash. That, that, That makes trying to put everybody in their right place difficult. And again, like we've talked about, Pat Bev's not top 20, not top 30 probably NBA right now but just the fact that he could come in and be the point guard, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan could just say, oh, we just got to play the roles that We was paid to come here and play. Oh, I got yeah. you. That changes everything. So I take that a little bit more into account than other people. Everybody else is like, why isn't he adjusting? I also said that too. The one thing I will give you is Vooch is, Vooch is inexcusable. Yeah. <laughs> Vooch will be going off and he would just be like, Hey man, you going to get Vooch involved?
0: We need you. Yeah. like It's so, so tough, so tough. But, uh, Hey, that's it for us for today, Pat, man. Go ahead and send us home, bro. Hey,
1: man, follow us on everything at Locked on Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Y'all stay safe out
0: there, Chicago. (laughs) You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes and CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you so much for making Locked on Bulls your first listen every day. Make sure you guys stay tuned in. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button as well. We're going to be bringing the content every day for our everydayers. Uh, Tomorrow's episode will be breaking down any other news that that comes with the Chicago Bulls and May even have a special guest coming on the show very, very soon. So be able to look out for that as well. But we out here for Path the Designer. I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace.